Welcome to the Talking Crew Podcast with the one and only Alan Crew. What's going on, everybody? What's today? Today is, of course, it's Sunday because I'm here recording, April 23rd. Um, let me talk about what's going on in my life. I just woke up. Yeah, it's 2.20 in the afternoon. That's what's beautiful about not having kids. But I usually don't don't sleep in this long, but I got tore out last night. Uh, I watched some basketball with the homie Gregory. The next thing I know, we kill we kill a pack of beer, we take some fireball shots, we smoked some grass. And then next thing I know, I'm waking up at 2 in the afternoon, so what a what a satisfying life, right? A couple things that happened since my last recording. I'm sure we all know the Facebook live killer from Cleveland that killed the old man. He killed himself. I think he got off a little too easy. Didn't didn't get to see justice served there, but it doesn't surprise me that guy was very unstable, so he wiped himself out. What? It was crazy. He was ballsy, man. He went through a, a fucking McDonald's drive-thru, right? That's how he got caught. Went to a McDonald's drive-thru, got a 20-piece McNugget with a large fry. And while he was waiting for it, the people in the working at the McDonald's recognized him, so they called the cops and turned into a high-speed chase for about two miles. And they made his car spin out with a pit maneuver, and then the rest is history, right? He shot himself in the head. He must have really liked some McDonald's. He risked it all for a. 20 piece nugget and a large fry I don't know I guess I'd, I'd probably risk a lot for a 20 piece nugget right about now uh, some more news Aaron Hernandez killed himself as well if you don't know who Aaron Hernandez is he was a tight end from the Patriots got life in prison for a homicide he killed his sister-in-law's husband, also his best friend. Um, killed him, dumped his body like less than a mile or about a mile from his his house. Then came back in the house, tried to destroy his home surveillance videos. Um, shot the dude multiple times in the chest and back. Anyways, this was a couple years ago. I think it was 2013 or whatever. He got found guilty of the homicide. Got life in prison without parole. And then just a couple, like a week ago, he, um, got tried for an additional two murders. He beat those charges. And then he killed himself he hung himself in his cell it's weird man it's weird and there's all this hoopla about oh he killed himself because there's a loophole in his contract because he was appealing his original conviction that 
his family's entitled to his NFL contract money, which is true. Uh, there's a uh, law in Massachusetts where it could be possible, but very unlikely for him because his contract was terminated not based on a conviction, but based solely on an arrest. So he violated his contract just in gun charges alone. So not not going to get no contract money, which, you know, it is what it is. I was reading up about it, though, his suicide or whatever, and he wrote three suicide notes. He had a Bible in there open to John 3.16, which, you know, that's a famous, one of the most used Bible quotes, um, then he wrote John 3.16 on his forehead, and then on the walls of his jail cell, he drew the pyramid with the all-seeing eye, and then wrote Illuminati underneath of it, which is fucking weird to me, and then basically in in this suicide note said that he's going to the timeless realm I don't know you know when you're locked up man your thoughts get to you so he uh, definitely was on some shit in there I don't know what the whole pyramid with the eye and the Illuminati shit I don't know what that was about and the news didn't really talk about it I had to like dig into local news to uh, get those details, and this is all an account from a prison guard. Um, so I haven't seen any photos of it, but the prison guard said it, and he's been on on guard at this prison for like I think they said seven or eight years. I don't know, just really fucking weird shit, man. The other thing I've been thinking about psychedelics alright psychedelics who the fuck likes psychedelics out there I haven't done them in a long time the only psychedelics I've ever fooled with heavily is shrooms everybody knows if you're gonna do shrooms you gotta do it right you know you gotta eat a whole eighth at least eat the eighth if you really wanna trip balls But I've been, you know, reading a lot about this DMT, which is, it's intriguing because I'll tell you why it's cool. It Your brain makes it already. Your pineal gland secretes DMT naturally. And they say when you have a near-death experience that that's actual DMT flooding the brain. That's why you get all these crazy visuals, you know, your life flashes before your eyes kind of thing. Now, in theory, that's DMT, right? So you can actually purchase DMT and you smoke it and it takes you on this crazy ass journey with the mind's eye. I hear crazy shit about it, though. I haven't tried it, man. I'm, I'm kind of curious to try it. But I've heard good and bad things, you know, because, you know, psychedelics is all about your state of mind at the time. You know, you got to approach it 
letting go of all control. You know, you're just there for the ride. Your mind is going to take you places. That's the hardest part about psychedelics for people is the ability to let it go. Just go soar with the eagles, you know, because, <laughs> you know, we're so as human beings, we're pretty egotistical. We like to be in control of our situation so it's hard it's hard to take a substance and then be like well whatever whatever is your will just take me you know that's hard for people to do dmt is really intense too you know more intense than mushrooms i hear but it only lasts like 15 minutes it's really quick but i'm i'm assuming you know that 15 minutes can feel like an eternity if things ain't going going very smoothly when i do when i did shrooms that shit lasted a long time hours i was tripping balls for hours man and every time i ate shrooms i knew i knew what to look for when it started to kick in you know because first thing you do is you eat the eighth which tastes like shit everyone's always like oh i put it on a peanut butter sandwich or i do that man i didn't do none of that you know what i did i just threw the whole eighth in my mouth i chewed that shit up Ugh. just swallowed it gagged a little bit because it's fucking gross i drank a little juice swished it around in my mouth to get all the residue out and swallowed the juice and then um it was on like donkey kong i sit there and wait and then I looked down at the carpet. That's always what I would do. I would look down at the floor. And if the floor looked like it was moving water, I knew it was coming. And next thing you know, your pupils swell up all big. And I'd always go look in the mirror. And like one eye would get real big. The other eye gets small. And they keep going back and forth. Like <laughs> it's, it's such a weird feeling. And I did it, I went on a stunt, a stint where I did them a lot. Um, I did them with my boy, Bell, one time. Or, maybe a couple times, but I'll never forget this one time, man. We did them, and me and him just started having a fucking laugh attack. I don't know if any of y'all have done shrooms, but you know, if you have, you know what I'm talking about. Right, the laugh attack. <laughs> you can't get a grip. You're laughing so hard it hurts. You want to rip your face off because the smile won't go away. We were sitting on the couch. At the time, he had two couches in his bedroom. We're sitting on the couch and we're watching some shit on TV. And this fool strips down to his underwear, and he's trying to plug a fan in. <laughs> He wants to plug in a fan, but the plug is behind the couch. So he kind of pulls the couch out, and he's trying to lean over the couch, and he falls <laughs> behind the couch with his legs up in the air. So, Bell, let me give you a visual. You know, I love Bell. Right? He's a he's a heavy set dude. You know, he's a bigger guy. I'd say he's probably six foot, six one maybe, and weighs. I don't even want to take a stab. I, three hundred, three something. Uh, am I close, Brian? I don't know. My, <laughs> but so he's stuck behind this couch upside down with his ass in the air in his underwear. <laughs> uh, so 
finally he gets the fan plugged in and we get right back to laughing our asses off. We laughed. I'm telling you, we probably laughed for a straight up 40 minutes, 45 minutes straight. Like tears running down our face. And it got to a point, man, where after a couple hours of this, I was like, man, I just want this shit to stop, you know? Not because I was having a bad experience, but it was just a lot. You know, I was laughing a lot. I was seeing visuals. It was intense, man. So we're trying to, we lay, he lays in bed. I lay on the couch. We turn the lights off. We're trying to go to sleep. Well, that's when the visuals really started kicking in. Um, I was laying on my back and I look up at the ceiling and I just see mad shapes. Like, it was weird, dude. I just like triangles and circles and squares. They were like floating around in, in front of my eyes. Like, I could see the patterns of them in the ceiling. It was crazy. Oh, man. Intense as fuck. And I kept pretending like I was fishing, like I was casting out a line. I just kept doing that for like an hour. I don't know what the fuck. It just felt so soothing to me. It was weird. <clears throat> I wanted to talk about uh, some other shit too today. Um, I've been reaching out to people. Uh, you know, small companies. Look, I truly admire small business and entrepreneurship. Mainly because... Everyone wants to be their own boss and dictate their success. You know, that's everyone wants to do that. But it's no one wants to take the risk of doing it, right? It's scary as shit. You know, starting your own thing, starting your own business, pursuing your own dreams, you know, cuz failure in that situation is tough, right? Putting all your eggs in a basket and just going for it. You, like, you get a job and you, you get fired. It is what it is. You bounce back pretty pretty quick. It sucks, but you'll bounce back. But failing at pursuing what you're passionate about is a kick in the nuts every time. And if you can bounce back from the failure... You're a fucking beast, right? Like, you got, I got mad respect for you because I do these podcasts every week and it's scary. Look, there ain't much to what I'm doing here, right? I plug in a mic, hook it up to my laptop, and I just go for it, right? I just wing it every week. It's easy, but it's scary for me because I don't know who's going to listen to what or who I'm going to offend. Sometimes I I do, I won't lie, I kind of worry about saying the wrong thing and not realizing it because of, of my context or how I'm just going on. But I just worry, like, man, is, are people going to appreciate what I'm doing here? Are they going to listen to it? But I can't even think like that, you know? I, I, I catch myself doing it, and then I just try to snap out of it because... I'll get myself in a rut, you know, I'll get in this zone where it's like, you kind of, it kind of defeats yourself if you think like that, 
So I just record my shit and I just don't give a fuck if people listen to it or not, you know. I'm still going to network with it and try to talk to the right people and get it going, but so as I was that how that connects to what I'm about to do here is so I reached out to people and some people reached out to me about their businesses that they got going on. And some and majority of them are art. Um for example, I got one out in Philly-based uh, area, Dominique Nicole Studios, right? So it's a photography company based in Philly. Um, you can check out our Instagram, Dominique Nicole Lifestyles on Instagram. And that's where you can see all her work and booking information. And I'm telling you what, this girl is talented as shit. Like, I know there's a lot of photographers out there. And, you know, photography to me is, is it's an art that I don't 100% understand, you know? It's like, well, a picture's a picture, right? You just point, aim, shoot, picture took. But, I don't know, I'm looking at her Instagram, and it makes me realize more, there's more to it than that. And she does a lot of stuff, like, she does a lot of cultural shoots, um... A lot of food shots. I like her approach, you know. It's, she appreciates the diversity in people. She captures that, you know. Whether it's through food or through just photos of people alone. You know, it's just really good work. I, I thoroughly enjoy her stuff. So, if uh, you're on the East Coast, Northeast Coast area, and you need some photography work done... You need to holler at her, man, because she's a beast. And she's got a website, DominiqueNicole.com. Um, it's really cool shit. Really cool shit. Another company I wanted to talk about, it's called Mary Beth's Blowout Bar. Which, look, I don't know a lot about salons and stuff like that. Like, I know a lot of hair hairstylists out there. I know a lot of girls went to cosmetology school, but her, what she's got going on is really interesting to me. So it's a blowout bar. Uh, it's the uh, best natural hair blowout place in Charlotte, North Carolina. Has in and out service with professional stylists who are knowledgeable and won't compromise your hair. Um... And it's mainly tailored for women with natural hair, and she she's really conscious of of the you know the stuff she puts in your hair. Uh, she expressed that to me when we talked about it. You know, she don't want to rob your hair of its natural oils. You know, but it's a really cool thing. You know, because she's kind of cornering a market out there. She's in the university area of Charlotte, and she's really cornering a market because as she was saying is there's not really a very many spots that specialize in blowouts that serve alcohol now for she's just she just opened yesterday i think was her first day and she's doing this on her own you know she's got a one chair spot you know she's starting from the ground up which is dope you know and she's taking that plunge and she expressed to me you know the the this is probably the scariest thing she's done in her life but that's the best part about it, you know. I love when people tell me that because it's like, well, that's dope that you're going for it. 
So she's cornering a market out there. She uh, serves wines right now. She's working on getting the liquor stuff together because how sick would that be, right? Go to the salon. There's a bar in there with a dude making cocktails, custom cocktails for the ladies. Um, Pretty sure she's open 9 to 5. And she told me, she expressed this to me. She's a sweet wine kind of chick. So she's got all that good shit in there. The reds, the whites, the sweets. That's what she specializes in, the sweets. Um, so, yeah, if y'all are in that area, Charlotte, North Carolina, which I know a couple people out there, Mary Beth's Blowout Bar. Y'all got to check that shit out. Let me know how it is because I knew Mary Beth back in the day. So I know it's going to be some good service there, and it's going to be a good experience. So check that shit out if you're out there, people. I also wanted to talk about a company I used to fuck with heavy that is not in production at the moment. They're working on a relaunch um, within the next year. Okay, but the place was called Mobtown Main & Co. And they specialized in beer products, right? So, hey, I'm a little biased here because, yes, I have the beard. Yes, I take care of my beard. And I've, I've used a lot of products, uh, beard products, over the years. And, you know, you can get the shampoos. And the shampoos for the beard, they typically, you go through them pretty quick. Because they don't lather up the best that I've experienced with uh, beard shampoo. So, that's why you go through through it so much. But what I noticed with the Mobtown Main is the lather is really rich with the soap. And it's a bar soap. And so the bar soap lasts a long-ass time. You know, because you just a little bit, and, you, and your whole fucking hand's full of foamy soap. And it spreads through the beard. And it, you know what, man? That stuff, I loved it. Because a lot of the beard stuff that you buy claims, you know, that it won't strip your face of the oils, blah, blah, blah. But I still notice that it kind of, a lot of the shit on the market kind of does do that. But this stuff, never I never felt that, you know. It just, it, he, he claimed it didn't do it, and he was right, it didn't do it. It was ran by a dude named uh, Zach Kimmel. And I just recently reached out to him about the company, and he said, yeah, they uh, he's not in production right now. But he wants to do the relaunch and rename, which... That's cool. Just get it back on the market, man, so I can get back on that mob town train because that shit is perfect. Great shit. Um, another one I was told about that I haven't... Um, I did check out the Instagram. Um, it's at Monjohn. M-O-M-J-A-W-N. See, John is a Philly slang. They use it for everything. John is is a noun, alright? So, or, yeah, yeah, it's a noun. So instead of saying, I'm going to go sit on the couch, you could say, I'm going to go sit on that John. Or, I'm going to go, if you want someone to pass you the phone, you'd be like, yo, pass me that John. You can use it. It's universal. You can use it for anything. So, Mom John. And it's a company called Manila, Manila Made It. 
And let me tell you about this. The motto is eat, prep, love. Now, <clears throat> this was news to me, but apparently Philly was deemed the fattest city in the U.S. So, she heard this interesting fact and immediately put in work and she started she wanted to start at home and she just makes health conscious foods and preps them and i looked at her instagram i'm gonna look at it right now because man the food is fucking amazing looking on the on the instagram so and i i have a friend that is very familiar with with her product and I hear nothing but great things. Nothing but great things. Like right now, I'm looking at this, and it is very healthy. A lot of seafood um, recipes. It appears now she doesn't have any recipes on her Instagram that I can see, but she has a lot of pictures of the food, and it looks fucking great, man. I'm looking at this right now, shrimp. I see some fish. Oh, some corn on the cob with shrimp. Ooh, man. Oh, yeah. It looks good. But, so she's got an extensive history in the kitchen. Um, she had a video on YouTube that I checked out. And she's done it all in the restaurant industry. So she can be trusted. She knows her shit. And uh, I've seen that she... Uh, had a tryout video for the Food Network, I believe, where she wanted to do a show where she has a food truck with a dope-ass menu, and she drives across the U.S. hitting up music festivals with a food truck and just serving serving up delicious dishes for some music heads. I would watch the shit out of a show if that's what they did. So I hope it works out for her, because... I'd be a number one fan, and that means that she'd probably make her way out to this area, because there's some music festivals out here, and I would gladly be the first in line for that, for sure. So yeah, Mom John, at Mom John, um, I'll have to get in touch with her, find out if she's got a website, because if she does, I hope there's some recipes on there, because the way this food's looking, I'm trying to, I'm trying to put in work in the kitchen with those recipes and maybe Dominique could link up with her and take some more photos of that delicious fucking grub she cooks um also another person I want to talk about if I'm talking entrepreneurs is uh my little sister's uh restaurants um she is a uh, my sister, if y'all don't know her, she's a firecracker, man. I love her to death. She is, she don't hold no punches. She'll keep it real with you. She's done th that with me my whole life. We're we're a year apart, so. But she has a string of restaurants in in the Midwest, mainly well in Green Bay area, in Wisconsin. And I don't know how the fuck she does it just fearless her and her husband her husband he's the he's the main like he he runs this shit and i've seen you know there's been good times there's been bad times you know that's the 
thing with your own business, you know. It's not always peaches and cream, you know. There's a lot of tough times, and I've seen them go through it. And but they're resilient. They always bounce back, you know. It's pretty. It's cool. And and they got kids, and the the kids lo- love the restaurant, you know. My nephew's always trying to be in there, trying to help out. Plus, it's also like, hey, you've been acting up in school. Go wash some dishes. <laughs> so, yeah, man, I I just um I'm a huge fan of what my sister's got going on over there. Plus, when I go visit, it's all you can eat, Alan. It's on the house, so I you know me, I get the mocajete, which uh is a menu item my sister offers at her restaurant. And it what it is is like a little pot like. They put in the oven so it gets really warm, and they throw pork pork chops in it, some steak in it, well carne asada rather, with um, some chicken breast, with some Mexican cheese and cactus and shrimp, and it's still sizzling because that pot is so hot. The mocajete, they serve, they bring that out to you with tortillas, rice and beans, and um. So you just peel your meat right out of the fucking mocajete, make tacos with it. Oh, my Lord. It's the most expensive item on the menu, too, so you know I'm getting that. (laughs) And then she always got the tequila on deck. She's got a hell of a tequila selection because her husband, he's a tequila connoisseur. And whenever I'm there... I get to drink tequila for free. So you know I'm on that Don Julio, what's that, uh, 1942 or whatever. Good Lord. If y'all ever get a chance to buy that shit, drink that Don Julio, man. That 1942, I think, is the name of it. Let me look that up real quick. Mm, Don Julio... Don Julio. Yep, 1942. I'm looking on the website so you can get a bottle for like anywhere between 120, 140. But I'm telling you, it's the shit. It's like water. God damn, it's so good. I drink the shit out of it. So, also, guys, I know I touched on the Alex Jones situation last week. The. The InfoWars conspiracy theorist fucker. And I was talking about how he's going through this divorce. And I've been reading reading up on what's going on in the court case. Well, not for the divorce, but for the custody battle. Man, that shit is getting ugly as fuck. This fucking guy, Alex Jones, is in there crying because the wife's attorney is holding no punches, man. No fucking punches. He is just digging at Alex Jones' whole character, which, you know, that's the whole point of it, isn't it? You're fighting for custody. You want to make that other motherfucker look like straight shit, and they are doing that as hard as they can. And Alex Jones, he's one of those guys. He can't he can't help himself, you know? He can't, he can't put a cap on it. They were asking him some shit. He's like, oh, gosh, I don't remember. I just ate a big old bowl of chili, so I don't remember much right now. (laughs) It's like, what? (laughs) 
Uh, I'm about to use that excuse every time I fuck some shit up. I can't right. I can't think right right now. I just ate a big old bowl of chili. I, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't remember driving over that fucker. But um, I'm looking at his website right now, and they are just getting all pissy on the website with this um, science rally. Oh wait, let me see. Science is real. It's fake. Science. Oh god, look at Alex Jones says that the science is real. Hashtag is fake science. It's establishment propaganda. So he's saying that Bill Nye, the science guy, and Neil deGrasse Tyson are full of shit. How can you say that with a straight fucking face? You know? I wonder if Alex Jones... No, nah, I don't I don't think he's a flat earther. You know, that that's a movement. Like, Lupe Fiasco is... I think Lupe Fiasco is a flat earther. He thinks the earth is flat. Why? Uh, that I was watching a video about it yesterday. How the fuck can you think that the world is flat, man? So the earth's flat, but the moon is round. Or No, they even think that the moon is a fucking flat disc in the air. That's what it is. My thing is, you know how fast Earth is traveling through space? Do you realize that if it was flat, that it would fucking erode, it would snap and, like, get a fucking piece of ceramic tile and put it out in the air going 300 mile an hour, 400 mile an hour out of a plane, that ceramic tile is going to snap in half. So why wouldn't that happen to the earth? You know, it's got to be round, man. Gravity would not have the same laws to it if it the world was flat, man. <laughs> God damn. Uh, last night I was trying to have a deep conversation with my girl about um, dark matter. I think that's what it's called, dark matter or black matter. It's in space. It's mass. But I was all drunk and shit. But I never understood the concept of dark matter, right? Because they just say, well, it's matter in space that we don't know what it's made of, but we know it's there. So I just could never understand that. I'm like, how do they know it's there if they don't know anything about it? They can't even see the shit. And they said that they were looking at uh, another galaxy with a telescope, right? And when they were looking at it, they could see it, right? But it was weird because right next to it was an identical-looking galaxy, like, literally a mirror image. And they were like, what the fuck, you know? And that's when they realized that both of those galaxies, they were actually looking at two images of the same galaxy. And what it was, was the dark, there was dark matter in between the telescope and the galaxy, right? So as they're looking at it, they're, these two images are actually the image bending around the mass us to see it so this this dark matter was actually um what's the word i'm looking for 
it actually manipulated the image. You know, you know what I'm saying. So instead of seeing two galaxies, you're actually looking at one, but the matter in the middle distorted it so that it appeared to be two because they were bending around it. It. I was watching this video on it, and it blew my fucking tits off. I'll I'll tell you the name of the YouTube channel because they got some great shit on there. Let me find this real quick. Mm, YouTube channel, yes. Oh man, did I lose it? No, no, no. Hold on. I was dead. I was looking up the Dead Sea Scrolls. That's where I found these guys. Piled higher and deeper. PhD comics. Yeah. So. Yeah, PhD Comics, Piled Higher and Deeper channel on YouTube. And they talk about everything. Gravitational waves, quantum computer, which I was trying to figure out. I still don't know what the fuck a quantum computer is. Um, quantum entanglement. Fusion energy. Fusion energy is fucking crazy, man. There's a good-ass documentary on... Uh, Netflix, oh man, let me uh look it up for you real quick, Netflix documentary on fusion energy, it's like, I forget what it's called, but they're trying to find the uh, Oh, I think that's it. Pand no. Damn. Maybe it is Pandora's Promise. No, this can't be it. No, that's not it. Damn. Oh, I can't find it, man. But this documentary is about this machine that they're using to to uh, explore fusion energy. And basically, it's this giant machine where they collide atoms over and over and over and over, millions of times a day. And they just observe what the result of these powerful collisions are. And they're finding all these fucking new energy sources and and new molecules they've never even seen. They can't even be found on this in this fucking galaxy, man. I don't know, the shit blew my fucking mind, though, I'm watching this shit. And they're looking for the the God Molecule, is what they're calling it, which would explain. So the God Molecule is the molecule that everything in the universe is made from. That's what they think, that's what the theory is. It's called, like, the Helix, or some shit like that. I might be butchering this shit, but... I don't know, the documentary was gonna was kind of riding on this, that they're gonna find this. And at the end of the documentary, they got the collision they were looking for. They found the pattern that they were looking for, but it in no way explained the the building block of everything in the universe. So it was they were all dumbfounded. Like some of them, they took it kind of hard. The other ones took it in stride. Like this is amazing shit. But it kind of like was like man, science could couldn't explain it for once, man. It was. It's really crazy. I wish I knew the name of this documentary so y'all could watch this shit. Fucking A. I mean, I, I watch quite a bit of documentaries too, man. 
I'm a I'm a junkie for documentaries. I watched uh what's it called? Zeitgeist or is no Zeitgeist. Fucking great documentary. I love it. I've watched it about three times. I've had my girlfriend watch it a couple times. The whole government construct, man, makes me so aggravated. Like, the whole, it's so money-hungry. It's disgusting. You know, if, if me and you walked around that fucking greedy, that fucking greedy and that fucking paranoid, do you know how how terrible of a world we would make for ourselves? So I just don't understand why it's acceptable for government to be that way. You know? And it's always this argument of national security, the safety of the people. Man, against what? Against what? This phantom terrorist threat that we're under all the time. Man, save that shit. Save that shit, man. Because that threat, I, it's out there, no doubt. But the way you, the way they talk about on the news, shit, you think every motherfucker around the corner is waiting to blow your ass up. Ah, it's so aggravating. I, I, I just don't believe in it. I'm not scared of it, and I, I don't. These Tomahawk missiles that they launched the other day, in in response to this chemical weapons attack. They killed nobody. It was an empty air base. They killed nine civilians. That's what it killed. Nine civilians died. And and it didn't do shit to the air base. Russia went back there the next day and was flying jets out of the same air base where Trump dropped 59 fucking Tomahawk missiles. What? Then why are they still using the shit? You know? And then this mother of all bombs that got dropped that cost hundreds of thousands of dollars just for the bomb. Millions of dollars in research to develop the bomb. This bomb killed 30 people. 30 fucking people. You're talking a $15 million project, right? 30 people. You drop the next biggest bomb under the atomic bomb to kill 30 people. I just don't... I get it. It's for a show of force, right? We gotta show our strength. No, motherfucker. You gotta show. I don't feed into it. I don't give a fuck about it. If a bunch of radical um, people want to run around... In the middle of the fucking desert, in tunnels, and wage war on other motherfuckers that want to run around the desert. Let them wage war. You know, they're not running up on our soil, man. Okay, they're not even, they don't even have a legit military. They don't have aircraft. They don't have nothing. I just, they got fucking rocket launchers. That's what, that's all, that's the biggest weapon they got. You know, I just have a hard time trying to justify millions and millions and millions of my tax dollars going to this shit. 
And then we get, we, oh, we want help from the locals. Let's give them weapons to help us combat this. Well, then these locals get radicalized because we do shit that directly results in the death of people they love. I just can never understand it, man. I'll never get it. Maybe I'm not supposed to. Maybe none of us are supposed to. We're just supposed to be in the dark about the shit. And, um... I was, uh, watching TV and they were talking about this politician that killed himself on live news back in the... I think it was like 87 or 84... Somewhere around there. And I, re- I remember hearing about this shit. Some legislature, legislator, whatever the fuck he was, was accused of taking a bribe. So he was going to have to go to court for this shit. And he was about to lose all his pension, his retirement, everything, because he was going to go to jail over this. So this fucker held a press conference where everyone thought he held the press conference because he was going to step down from his position in office. But instead he pulls out a three fifty seven and blew his fucking brains out, son. Right there. It was crazy. I watched the video of it. It was fucked up. But this fucker got the last laugh because technically he died in office. So he gets to fucking get all this money. His family still walked away with the money. It was pretty smart. Pretty fucked up, too. I mean, damn. Money. Money, 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 money. What it'll make you do, right? Make you kill yourself. It'll make you kill other people. It'll make you blow shit up. Makes you do some dark, dark shit. But... Alright, ladies and gents, I gotta cook some salmon. I'm about to uh, bake some salmon with some dry rub on it. With some baked potatoes or something delicious with a nice green kale mixed salad. Or some coleslaw. I think my girl wants to make some new recipe for some coleslaw or something. So I got some work to do, ladies and gents. I'm gonna try and recover from this hangover too. Maybe I'll... Drink a beer if I can find one or well, who knows, but I love y'all, alright? Peace and love. I'll see y'all next week.